Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. All right, we are live. Welcome back to another episode of the Quarantine All-Stars, where I've promised you I'm going to help you learn from the best while you're on house arrest. Um, I'm going to be changing the name, though, because this is going to go much longer than the quarantine. This has become um, me reconnecting to something I'm really passionate about. And so I'm going to be sharing these expert interviews with you guys uh into the foreseeable future. Now, give me one second, Pete and and audience, give me one second. I have to look down while I do some obligatory sharing of the live stream. Okay. Uh, I have yet to find a platform that allows you to sort of set up the sharing ahead of time in the way that I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so there it is to my, to my, we're broadcasting from my page now. I've just shared it over to my profile. I'm going to share it to my group. This is all Facebook, and, right? I'm not doing YouTube live as well. Oh, I'm on YouTube as well. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. I am on YouTube as well. Uh, that segues nicely. What else should I be doing on YouTube, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're kind of doing it. We'll talk about this in more detail short, uh, yeah. later on, I'm sure. But um, the main thing is you should be creating content yeah. and you should be doing it uh, consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a reasonably long period of time. Um, I'm going to share, I, I know later on, you know, some tricks and tips and, and all that kind of stuff, but none of yeah. it will matter yeah. unless you can do relatively simple things consistently without giving up, at least in the early days when it feels like uh, you're shouting into the void. That can be very difficult. I, I always use the gym analogy, man, in that right. you know, going right. to the gym, it isn't actually that difficult, is it? All you got to do is get yourself out of bed, go down to the gym, and move some heavy stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that is difficult. <laughs> but what's difficult is doing it, you know, most days of the week, maybe three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, for I, I'm guessing, I don't know, I, I reckon it takes a year, doesn't it, to get in shape, something like that. You'll see some results after less than a year. You're going to start to see some results in, in three to four months. Uh-huh. You can notice people will notice a difference in you in four to six months, and you'll be markedly closer to goals you might have set in a year. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I found not just on YouTube, but in business generally, um, <laughs> most people find it difficult to have a time horizon longer than 90 days. And even yeah. 90 days yeah. seems like a heck of a long time when you're 30 days in. It's freezing cold outside. You're hauling yourself down to the gym in in the rain. Um, you're not seeing any difference. It's still yeah. relatively new to you, so you don't feel very at home at the gym. You've not made any contacts there. You know, you you just literally on your own, or at least you feel like you're on your own. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one thing I'd say with with YouTube is often you feel like you're on your own, um, but you're not. There are people watching your content but they're, they're lurking and they're not being interactive. Yeah, so yeah. you may feel that you're not touching anyone's heart. You might feel that you're not delivering any value. You might feel very lonely and that, you know, there's, you, as soon as you press that record button 
or live stream button, you're kind of putting your your own self-esteem and your own self-worth on the line, aren't you? It's absolutely true. I mean, we're, we're doing it now. Who, who knows? Maybe no one will ever see this. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. But, you know, you've been doing this long enough to know that um, that's not the case. And with YouTube, there tends to be an avalanche effect as well, where let's say that we did one of these every day for a month when we're mm -hmm. brand new. No one had ever heard of us. We're doing on a, right. on a new channel. Probably very few people would see it, to be honest. Yeah. But then a year down the line, when we've shown up consistently, our back catalog comes back and pays the rent. So all the stuff that you're building now is like, again, to use the gym analogy, you know, you know you're building the, the muscle memory. You're building the support structures that will then support the muscles yeah. and yeah. the fitness that you're building. It's, that, it's the first bit. It's just so difficult. And the only thing I could say is um, – do whatever you would do normally to affect your mindset. So a lot of people do meditation. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people have a, a morning ritual, don't they? Gratitude, Wh whatever it takes, just <laughs> damn we'll keep going, <laughs> at least for the first 90 days. And then you'll start to see some feedback from uh, comments. And, uh, you know, a lot of my clients, um, the, the, you know, they're starting out brand new. So they've got a small channel, um, but they'll get maybe one comment from someone that makes it all worthwhile like you know you've just really helped me or you know in some instances clients um have people reach out and book um you know coaching with them or sessions whatever they're doing and they may not have ever put anything in the comments of, of youtube they may, may not have hit like they may not have done anything what they did is they picked up the phone or they reached out to them through linkedin or however it is and you know became a, a multi um well in some cases tens of thousands of dollars worth of business comes in that way. Right. So let's stop for a second and just uh, kind of do what we should have done. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> which is to which is to tell You've everybody. You've got the coronavirus, have you? <laughs> no, I don't believe I have. Uh, let's tell everybody who you are a little bit. Let's let's intro right. you. Guys, girls, uh, Pete is, uh, I would say, I don't think he would say this, but I'll say it. Uh, a genuine certified kind of a YouTube whiz kid. He has figured out how to make money on YouTube. Uh, you make money on YouTube. So that's that sets you apart from a lot of how to make money coaches. <laughs> and um, some of the things that, that you and I have talked about before, like some of your channels are – I don't remember what you said, but I'm paraphrasing you. Just dead boring, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, yeah, one of my teaching channels actually. I set yeah. it up. Um, it's, if you want to have a look for it, it's called Go Slow TV. So um, just search YouTube for Go Slow TV. Um, and I, I set it up deliberately to um, put out the most boring content <laughs> on the internet. And the reason I did that is to demonstrate that if you know what you're doing on YouTube and you do it consistently, mm -hmm. then any content um, can, um, you know, can, can, can get views and can, can make money and get traffic. Um, and I kind of have a little bit of a joke really with clients. And I say that um, if you go and have a look at that channel, you find most of it is uh, trips on the London underground, trips mm -hmm. on the London bus, wandering around the park. I mean, basically nothing of any interest, but I usually say to the clients, look, if my commute to work is getting more views and more interest than what you're <laughs> selling in your business on YouTube, yeah. then 
clearly there's room for improvement because I'm doing my best to do this as badly as possible, right, yet right. by optimizing them and following the strategy, uh, you know, at one stage uh, last year, I think it, the channel was getting like 60,000 views a day <laughs> of people watching nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, to, to speak to that point again for a moment, uh, it's kind of semi-serious point. Um, one of my videos was um, loads of ducks swimming on a pond. Mm-hmm. And I thought this has got to be the, the dullest thing ever. Who um, really likes watching ducks on the pond because she says we haven't got any water where I live. So that's actually providing something that I want to watch. Right. <laughs> so you'd be surprised, even if you think your content's yeah. boring and are trying to make it boring, there's probably going to be someone out there that likes it. <laughs> it's a big world out there, isn't it? So let's talk a little bit then about, well, first of all, can you put in some earphones by any chance? I can hear uh, myself in a little bit of an uh, echo. I don't think, if I do that, we're risking a science project. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll turn the, I don't have, uh, I'm going to turn the volume down. Let me okay. see if that's any better. Test, okay. test, test. Yep, perfect. Okay, so. <clears throat> so I guess what, what I'd like to, selfishly, what I'd like to get from you is just a, a a checklist of the sort of fundamentals. Someone like me, I've been sharing my content on YouTube and storing it on YouTube. By the way, guys, if you make content and you're using Wistia or Vimeo or any of those video storage places, you're sacrificing indexing and ranking. Is that right, Pete? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Stick it out so, there on YouTube. So put yeah. it on YouTube and, and make it private if you absolutely have to, but put it on YouTube because... And people don't realize this, I guess, YouTube is the second largest search engine. Owned by the first largest. Owned yeah. by the first <laughs> largest search engine. So yeah. let that be a lesson to you, right? Um, I know that for a long, a long while now, even though I'm not the only Manny Wolf in the world, which was a huge blow to me, of course, uh, <laughs> I am. I dominate the first page of Google. Right. And I didn't know how I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it is because I now have about somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 videos on YouTube. Prolific. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, understand, you guys, that every time you store a video on YouTube, you're helping yourself in the long run. Yeah. You're building a, a, a canon of work, aren't you? Which mm-hmm. will work for you. Yeah. Um, so, so let's say that's step one, right? Like, how's your content on YouTube? Step one. What's step two then, Pete? For well, I would go back. Let's go back one step further. Because, oh, okay, great. Um, something that it's not just YouTube, but this applies to everything in business, really. But YouTube's a, a, a good case in point is uh, most people are taught at, at school or, you know, business school, whatever, about supply and demand. It's always it's always supply and demand. I don't know why they teach it that way around, because to be successful, you need to flip that. And you need to look at demand and supply. Mm. So find out. I mean, this is this is what I used to say when I was teaching from stage. Literally, find out what they want, sell it to them, rinse, repeat, buy a big house. Now, on YouTube, selling it to them is providing content that they want to watch because they're not uh-huh. paying you directly. They're, they're, the, the consideration passed, as an accountant would call it, is in yeah. you know, watch time, basically. That they're effectively giving you a part of their life, which you could argue is more important than the money, particularly when, when you yeah. get north of 50, you realize it's a scarce resource, right? So find out what they want and then sell it to them or to make it YouTube, find out what they want to watch and then make what, 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 make what they want to watch. Um, 
and this comes back to my kind of origin story, if you like. My first um, dealings with YouTube was with a friend who at the time was an employee who um, had a, a little girl, baby, and noticed that at the time there wasn't very uh, much on YouTube for kids. There was very few nursery rhymes. So there was a, a almost no supply out there, but a lot of demand because he was searching for YouTube to, to you know, play nursery rhymes to his uh, his daughter and other parents clearly were doing the same thing because there are ways using uh, various tools that you can find out what the demand is you can find out how many times people are searching for i don't know 10 little buses or um the biggest one in the world is um, wheels on the bus so you can find that people are searching for stuff and there isn't too much content out there that people can watch so you found um a, a gap between the demand and the supply and then all you've got to do is produce the supply. So, so if you how, was, do, how do we find that? How do we research to find what people want but don't have or, or you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, there are tools out there which will help you do that. And I can show you one if you like the one that I generally use. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do it sort of just in a very casual way, then you know, pick a niche that you're, you're interested in, in doing. Um, mm -hmm. Go to YouTube and search and see if lots and lots of videos come up or just a few videos come up. If lots and lots of videos comes up, then that means there is quite a lot of supply out there. If only a few videos come up, then there isn't too much supply. And you can do the same to get a sense of it. Go on to Google and see how many search results come back. So, you know, if you're getting 20, 30, 100 million pages coming back, then obviously there's a lot of material out there on the internet that covers what you're talking about. If you were to only get you know, right. a few hundred thousand, then there's not so much material. So that's the supply okay. side. Right? The demand side, then I would suggest um, if you want to go about it scientifically, use one of the tools such as I'm going to show you or use Google's keyword research tool. That'll give you an idea mm -hmm. of the search volume. So that's the demand side of it. And what you're looking for is high demand, not too much supply. Right. So find out what they want. The, the demand and then give it to the supplier make the videos and that's that's what happened with my um, friend ex-employee he ended up setting up a, a nursery rhyme channel and i sort of helped him with the the seo and the strategies behind that and that became the biggest channel on youtube i mean not just the biggest kids channel the biggest channel on youtube um they were doing approximately one percent of the entire youtube traffic and that was sold 2018 for well more money than you can reasonably spend in several lifetimes if you're trying hard so <laughs> <laughs> when i go to their house it's, it's amazing um but but all they did really i'm not taking anything away from them because their content was brilliant is they they looked for what was in demand and then supplied it and then uh, on top of that optimize the content now the good news for, for anybody out there that's listening to this whichever niche you're in is even if there is a lot of content out there and it's quite competitive, I'm willing to bet that most, if not all of your competitors are not doing the optimization bit properly. And therefore, if you were to produce content uh, as good or better than theirs and mm -hmm. optimize it, the chances are that your videos are going to be more successful because you'll know what you're doing um, where they may be subject matter experts, but have missed some of the very basics that you would do to optimize the video. And I can take you through a few of those steps now, if you like.
Brilliant. And first, I just want to say that this is, this is, uh, I think, akin to, I was in a mastermind, a live mastermind um, at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. prior, prior to Corona, <laughs> when it was safe to see your friends in person. Uh, one of the guys who was running the mastermind, we were all sitting down and he said to us, um, I think he said, how many of you guys have between 750000 and say $3 million right now in cash liquidity? Only a couple of us could raise our hands at that point. He said, and how much time do you spend mastering the marketing of your product service or whatever it is you're doing? You know, uh, raise your hand if it's 50 to 80% of your efforts. And very few of us raised our hands. He said, that's your problem right there. Until you have enough money built up in reserve that you can experiment, you can spend 20,000 bucks testing a funnel, uh -huh. right? You need to be 80% marketing, 20% focusing on your zone of genius. Uh -huh. This is sort of akin to what you're saying here, right? It's yeah. um, that we, we have, we labor under this delusion, whether, and, and in many cases, we're not aware of it, that somehow because we're so good at what we do, the world will discover us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, completely. And there's a lot of people doing things badly, but marketing it well, which are uh, yeah. making a lot of money. And I find that it annoys me, to be yeah. honest. Um, it annoys me too. But I, I, so there's good news hidden in this, which is mm -hmm. for YouTube here, but in the bigger picture for, for every platform, if you learn to market, and your stuff is good, you're positioning yourself ahead of most people. Yeah, and you're consistent and put out regular content. Because yeah. that's, that's where, if, if anybody on who's listening to this is gonna fail, that's normally what, what stops it. They, oh they big difference between knowing it and doing it. Yeah, I mean, thank you so difference. much for saying that. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know if you're the, you're the same, but in my feed, um, there are any number of coaches and marketing pros who try to take this contrary approach with these promises that um, uh, one of the one of the top webinar guys comes to mind for this. Uh, I won't name him, but he definitely his message is tired of making content all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just do this one twelve thousand dollar program, which only people who have gone through it know is extraordinarily hard with a oh. low success rate. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the and, simple stuff, isn't it? People fail. Yeah, out. and I mean, I before we get into the 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 foundational steps here, I just want to share with people that focusing on my content game, even without clear monetization guidelines, I just putting the content out there in a way that is educational, informative, and demonstrates my personality in front of my expertise. Mm -hmm. which is really important too. Yeah. Um, just doing that and really ramping up the amount of content that I created from 2018 to 2019, my income increased by a factor of about 4.8. Well, I, I said when I first joined this, that, you know, I see you all over the place now. You've really right. stepped it up, haven't you? Right. Yeah. And so, so I just, I, Pete, I know this isn't revolutionary to you, but I, I always want to hammer this home to anybody watching because 
If social media is where we're growing our brand, of course, content matters. Anybody who tries to tell you otherwise, as the saying goes, is trying to sell you something. (laughs) They're they're, they're trying to basically get people to exchange money for not having to do any work, aren't they? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Yeah, internet books you'll never read. How to work quite hard for a moderate income for a long time before you make it. (laughs) You don't see many of those for sale, do you? Run to the back of the room. <laughs> but I, I mean, the, the point on the monetization model, I wouldn't get too hung up on this because um, if you can build a following, you can build a fortune. Yeah, and absolutely. You, and, you, and you probably don't know where that fortune is going to come from. But the great thing is, once you start getting some success and uh, people start throwing money at you, you know, you'll, they'll be approaching you. The balance of power will be tipped and you'll be the scarce resource, which is yeah. uh, in demand. Yeah. So it's. It, it, I don't want to trivialize it, but none of there isn't a magic bullet and there's nothing that you can buy from someone that's going to excuse you from having to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's so true. So you guys listening, you be the small percentage who gets it. That's my that's my fervent wish for, for sort of my people, the people who listen to me and, and watch me, is that you understand my, uh, my friend Dennis Yu talks about getting rich slowly. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not the first person to say that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just love that because Dennis is very successful and you can see him all over social media, flying everywhere, speaking everywhere, training on marketing. And he's constantly going, get rich slowly. And enjoy the ride. And enjoy the ride, yeah. Yeah. So that, with yeah. that, man, take it away. What's, what's okay. step one now that we've got, now that we understand consistent content well, what? Oh, my screen's gone blank. Oh, so just one minute. I don't know okay. what happened there. Right. So step one is find something which is in demand. And we've, mm-hmm. we, we've got that. So once you've found something that people want to watch, the next thing is to produce great content. Um, all right. A couple of things about great content on YouTube. Um, and you say, I can see you're writing stuff down. It I am. A good idea if people want to sort of make a few notes as well. Yeah. Are we live for chat questions as well? I don't know. What- uh, we are. There's a funny limitation of StreamYard, and it is this. If we leave the chat open and show the questions on the screen, uh-huh. we will be limited in our reach because the questions pop up with a Facebook logo. Okay. Never mind. However, we, okay. can read, we can read the questions and speak to them, but we can't show them on the screen. Okay. Well, if you can see questions anyone asks, then, then great. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll assume I can't see any questions. Okay. okay. So yeah. if you want to make some notes. So um, the first thing to do is to, is to produce the content for, for YouTube. And there's the something that's really important about YouTube content. Uh, that's getting your point across quickly and early in the video. Here's what most people do, man. They, they think, right, um, I've got to have a logo. I've got to have an intro, whatever they call it, a sting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those bits that you play at the beginning of every of every video. So they go to Fiverr or similar, and they pay a few bucks, and they get maybe a ten second right. intro, right, with fire and spinning logos and dramatic yeah. music. Yeah. And, yeah, we've seen uh, them. <laughs> that normally when people do that, that's the first thing that kills their channel because mm-hmm. the one of the big metrics that YouTube looks for is abandon rate or engagement levels. Um, And almost all my clients, when I go in, 
the first thing I'll do is I'll look at um, how quickly people are dropping off the content. And mm -hmm. very often, it's, it's quite heartbreaking, very often 85, 90% of the viewers have bailed from the video before the logo stops spinning. Exactly, exactly. It's, let me ask you, a, let me ask you a, a very specific question on that because you had said that to me before and it changed my whole approach of having this like two second animated thumbnail. You know, which was, which in hindsight was gratuitous, right? That was to make me happy. Yeah. Um, so Everybody likes their own logo, don't they? Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. So what I wanted to switch to, and I don't think my my team ever even, we, we even finished this, but I wanted to switch to a transparency that just comes across the bottom of the screen while I'm getting to the point. It's silent. It doesn't dominate the whole screen. What are your, th what are your feelings about that? I, I think that's a lot better. Um, is it needed? Honestly, no. Okay. No, what's needed is for you to make a point quickly that grabs people's attention. And okay. the, the example I, I normally use is, you know, don't is start start a story halfway through mm -hmm. and then you but use an, an NLP interrupt, uh, pattern interrupt to start it. Yeah. So the example I use usually use, and it's not a great one, is um, you know, if, if I was doing a, a cooking channel about how to make um, I know dishes out of baby artichokes or something like that. I, I could start with hello, you know, I'm Pete from London and today we're going to be doing this, that and the other and, you know, whatever, please subscribe. Or I could just start the video with something like, so I'll put the baby in the microwave and then straight away people will think, well, what on earth is he doing sticking a baby in the microwave? Right. They'll stop <laughs> and they'll, they'll listen because they want to know what, you know, what's this crazy guy doing? And then you know, you you would then go in to the store and say, so I'm going to be cooking baby artichokes today and we're going to be doing them in the microwave because it saves power and it's quicker than doing it on the stove or whatever. It, do it doesn't matter. But the point is, um, don't start with a long introduction. Start with something that hits them really hard. And yeah. often a good way of coming up with that formula is to start a story um, in the middle or at the punchline. Yeah. Um, rather than do the, the traditional sort of um, introduction, middle bit and conclusion, because you want to yeah. grab them so that yeah. you've, got them, yeah. you've got them in there. Um, so that, would be, that to, would be the first thing. I, I used to do an exercise uh, with public speakers where I would say, I want you to write for me, not three jokes, but three punchlines. You'd yeah. be amazed at how much people struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and put the punchline at the beginning. Yeah, and then put the punchline yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, my favorite punchline that has no joke to it is: so the midget pops out from under the nun's habit, lights the cigar, looks up at me, and says, "What is it? Tuesday already?" <laughs> that that would be a, the, the perfect way to start a video. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so I love that. I love that. And I guess for everybody, like you're gonna have to. I know what people's biggest problem is going to be with this. Their biggest resistance is going to be self-consciousness, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. really like there's no room in the world of content and social media for being self-conscious. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, and I don't know. If there's a I don't know if there's a way around it apart from just pressing record and doing it anyway. Same um, thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here's excuses I hear. Well, I can't do it until I get the latest iPhone. Well, most of my videos are done on an iPhone 5, yeah. not even an iPhone 5 Plus. 
um, I, I can't do it until I get a decent microphone. There's always going to yeah. be a reason. Yeah. You can't do it because you're checking. Yeah, that's the that's reason. what it comes down to. And, and, and it, that's understandable, but hit the record button and do it. It gets less scary over time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Give yourself uh, absolute permission to just completely cake the bed on the first mm -hmm. few, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website, mannywolf.com, where you can either schedule a call with me or my team, or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king. And if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. <laughs> a, a good, also a good way of giving yourself permission, you know, if you're doing talking head stuff where it's you to camera, a good way of giving yourself permission to drop your production values is to do it on a phone or, or smart tablet or whatever while you're walking. Mm -hmm. So many of the things I used to just walking yeah. around the park, yeah, because people don't expect high standards of production when you're out walking. You know, if you've got the money to have a proper studio, then great. But often I've had much better engagement with not just for me, but for clients as well. Mm -hmm. um, when it is rough and ready, because it's you know it's raw. You know, yeah, it, yeah. People there's don't want all that stuff. There's definitely something to be said for that. So we're yeah. going to move in back into tactics. But Amanda says uh, you both simultaneously. You're both simultaneously rearranging everything I was going to do this afternoon. <laughs> oh, dear. sorry about that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> good. that's perfect, Amanda, because Amanda is a, uh, she's been in my world for a while and she knows that my goal is to bring you stuff that is pattern interrupt level valuable. Like, you know, getting, getting Pete to do this is that. So number two then was produce great content and YouTube yeah. likes pattern interrupts. They well, like you YouTube, to like, it, it's basically people can't live with open loops. So you, you interrupt the pattern yeah. and they have to stay until that loop's closed. Yeah. And what YouTube doesn't want you to do is abandon the video or abandon right. YouTube because YouTube's right. whole business model is about keeping you on YouTube. Right. And a, a kind of supplementary to that, which is the second sort of bit about making good YouTube videos. Um, and this is YouTube specific is make the video more than 10 minutes long if you possibly can. Yeah. Even even if it's just 11 minutes or 10 and a half minutes. The reason for that is, is um, once the video is over 10 minutes long, then you get the chance to monetize more because you can put adverts in the middle of the video or you know, during the content as opposed to just at the beginning and at the end. So it's a little hack, if you like. And, and you'll find a lot yeah. of YouTube videos. I like that. I mean, there's one guy that I watch and he'll do about a minute of content and then he'll 
film himself cooking his dinner <laughs> just to, just to pat it out and his commentary of what he's cooking is actually quite funny but the, yeah. the reason he's doing it is to make two minutes into 10 minutes and he's, yeah. he's honest about it and transparent but that's a little tip there well and like um, you know if you were to use the platform i'm using now Streamyard, i automatically this goes to youtube simultaneous to it going to facebook yeah brilliant so there's really no excuse there's no nope. really no excuse We've done what half an hour so far. We haven't started, so yeah, that, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And now to cook dinner. <laughs> so what we're going to do now, then, let's assume you've got your content up there. Um, we're going to optimize that content, and this is non-technical. Um, it's great in a way. Do you, do you remember the good old days of um, SEO for Google, where all you got to do is put some <laughs> keywords in the keywords tab on your website, and you could hope to be number one in Google? Yeah, well, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, those days are long gone. But the YouTube algorithm, despite being really smart at some things, is still um, in the sandpit a little bit in okay. terms of sophistication around optimization. So um, the most important piece of real estate for optimizing your video is the title. In terms of the, the words, we're going to come on to a graphical element in a moment. But uh, as simple as put in your title, at the beginning of your title, what you think or what you know because you've done the research quantitatively if you're you, you're sort of doing it more scientifically put what people are searching for yeah it's that simple so you know if you're i don't suggest doing this by the way coronavirus is very topical but you know youtube's got a bit of a, a habit of banning videos about coronavirus but let's just say that you wanted to target coronavirus outbreak um then you know start your video title with coronavirus outbreak in new york city for instance mm -hmm. um rather than starting it with your channel name or starting it with something which uh, you know is not directly to the point right. the, the, the title it really serves two points one is to give yourself permission to put keywords in there and the other is to sell them on the click mm -hmm. so you know in email marketing they always used to say that the most important bit of an email is the subject line because unless people um like the subject line then they're not going to open the mail the rest of it you know exactly wouldn't matter what you wrote because it would never get seen so the title in a way if you're from the email marketing background or direct marketing think of that as uh, the subject line but make sure you've got the keywords in there up front that's the, the tags are not as important as people say they are the most important thing is the title um, in terms of the, the words the the most important graphical <laughs> element is the thumbnail um youtube allows you to upload custom thumbnails and you certainly should mm -hmm. and you know i could do a whole presentation on thumbnail design but um the most important thing is to make sure that the thumbnail design is um is going to sell them on clicking on the video because in order to get well ranked and suggested by youtube your video is suggested by other um by youtube then you want to look at what's known as the click-through rate a CTR click-through rate, and um, you can get all of this information from your analytics, so you better see how you, you're doing. But the the thumbnail and the title will have a really big effect on on the click-through rate. And to put some numbers on that, you want to be looking at north of um, about ten percent. If you can get north of ten percent, you're doing well. Okay. If you can get north of fifteen percent, you're doing really well. I have seen, although not often, like north of twenty percent. That's outstanding. Okay. Okay. I, I don't have any with 20%, I'll be honest, but I've seen people with 20% of my clients. Um, and it's so important that mm -hmm. I would suggest 
doing what's called A-B testing on thumbnails. So come up with two designs, um, and I'll give you some tips in a moment as to what, what makes a good thumbnail. And then use a tool such as TubeBuddy. Mm -hmm. It's the one I use. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, and there are probably other tools out there as well. But TubeBuddy, I think it's about 50 bucks a month or 40 bucks a month, will okay. allow you to, to do A-B testing, which what that means is design one gets shown for a day to the viewers, and then mm -hmm. that's taken down. Design two is shown for 24 hours, and then that's taken down. And the cool thing about TubeBuddy, compared to many of the other tools that I've seen, is it has an option to run the test to what's known as statistical significance. Now, what that means is that it runs the test long enough to get a conclusive answer or, or an answer which is conclusive to a confidence level of 95% if you want to be pedantic. But what many people do with A-B testing is they test for maybe, I don't know, three or four days, five days, and then they try and draw a conclusion as to which is the best thumbnail based upon not enough data to be able to tell. Got it. Um, and and uh, TubeBuddy actually has that feature built in. It means you don't have to get spreadsheets and you don't have to you know, work out all the maths behind it, which, yeah, well, it's, it's a job for computers, not people, isn't it, in my opinion? Right. So <laughs> I suggest TubeBuddy. Um, then A-B test them. So some things that are good for thumbnails. Um, People love faces. So if you can get your face in there, doing something with an expression, you know, not, not just, you don't want the graduation photograph where it's perfect, yeah. you know, ah, would be good, or, you know, look sad, or, yeah. you know, whatever, face palm. Um, mm -hmm. Something wh where there's emotion, and again, people want to see what happens next. Yeah. Now, some of the best ones are things that look like you know you're you're in pain or you're in jeopardy or, you, or you've just tipped your coffee over. Right. In other words, people kind of want to release you from that uncomfortable position. Yeah. By clicking on the video. Um. So what I would normally do uh, is go th after I've shot my video, I'd go through the footage and I'd find a frame where you know i'm kind of looking a bit awkward or yeah uh, looking a bit goofy or, or something not not one where i look the best but one where i look like something isn't that, isn't that easy because doesn't uh doesn't all videos start with the most obnoxious expression if you take it frame by frame yeah <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's always <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that not hard there <laughs> but without wishing to be sexist oh who cares i'm, I'm gonna burn in hell anyway but i know women have a real bigger problem than this with men because you know gotta, all the makeup's gotta be perfect the hair's gotta be no 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 you, you steady know, on yeah. by the way i was uh i was crucified in the court of public opinion yesterday for a very innocuous question and uh, apparently it triggered a whole bunch of that sort of virtue signaling uh oh, no. fourth fourth wave feminism well i'll tell you what works not what what's politically correct if that's all right yeah um, exactly yeah. if that's okay so you're more likely to get a, a good click-through rate on a bad hairdo uh, day mm -hmm. than um you know when you, you're perfectly made up yeah um so you know faces uh, and movement are really good and a great thing about youtube is if you when, once you upload your video youtube's ai is it's spooky will go through your video and actually suggest some of the the shots from your video in the thumbnail right. part yeah. that you might want to to then go and find in your uh, video download that picture and then use that as a basis for the thumbnail. Some good things to, to do with thumbnails. 
there's no prizes for subtlety so use photoshop right. or i think canva maybe i'll do this and, and mm -hmm. amp up the contrast amp up the vibrance you know okay make it hit in between the eyes yeah um, you want to have some consistent branding on the thumbnails mm -hmm. um so that when people see your video down the right hand side then it's easy to recognize it and a, a tip there i would put your branding and this permission to use that logo that you got from fiber um put the branding top right because it's then out of the way of all of the rest of the stuff that youtube puts around the video like the playing controls and everything else let's um, do this can can i can i share my screen and we'll look at at some random ones from my channel yeah great yeah, go for okay it. All right, hang just on. Get, just I'm just a getting second. a bad hair day. day so yeah, I'm get a bad hairdo going. Okay, so we're sharing. That's the worst thing about coronavirus. I, Maybe we've got to get uh, a haircut again, are we? <laughs> StreamYard wants to share the contents. Choose what you'd like to share. I'd like to share. Well, I'd like to share Down my the entire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a not great man to share your screen publicly. I always make sure I've got all the. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, screen sharing is easiest with two monitors. Don't show these tips again. Share screen. Uh, application window. Let's try that. It won't let me share, so oddly. Right at the very bottom, I think it'll let you share the whole screen, like screen oh. one or screen two. At least it did with me. It is only giving me the option to cancel it. Uh, hmm. Try sharing. Try Share anything. You, share. Does it give you an option to share a particular browser or something like that? Yeah, it says I can share um, my entire screen, an application window, or a Chrome tab. Do the entire screen then, yeah, cool. But that's the one it's not letting me share. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. I clicked on oh. it and it went for it. And Ooh, now it's there going, we go. Now it's going insane, as you can see. Okay, so let's go to... Let's go to YouTube here. Uh-huh. Um, let's go to Manny's channel as soon as it loads up. My channel. What the heck is home? <laughs> I still don't know my way around YouTube very well. You're trying to go to the creator studio. Okay. How about my channel? Yeah. Yeah, you can go to your channel. If you wanted to go in the back door, you'd go to the studio. But that's okay. That's good. Okay. So here's my little artwork. I, I got past the 100 members, subscribers, so I was able to put artwork on there. And now here are some of my thumbnails. Do you want to go? Manny, before you go into it, go to the artwork because you've, you've done some good stuff there, which I think is worth pointing out. Right. Okay. So face. I, mm -hmm. I said face. Great. Got the face on there. And then personal brand builder, storyteller, coach to coaches. Right away, we know exactly what you do. Right. Which is good. You'd be surprised how many times you go to someone's YouTube channel. You don't know what, what they do. Um, possibly the only thing I'd put on there is like, I know, new videos every day or new videos, 10 a.m. Eastern or, or whatever. Oh, that's a great um, idea. Okay. Just so that uh, people know you know the, the channel's active and what your um schedule is but oh i love that, that. okay that in itself is better than most things that i see so well done okay fantastic so now we come to just a random sampling um mm -hmm. i made this heading for this this interview series that you're on now the quarantine all-stars master class um and then it's got me and the whoever right um 
And then this one, I think probably that expression is is kind of thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, straight away, I, I like the, that one better than a, the other two because there's too many words Because it's a terrible expression. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, good that it's, it's good that it's an interesting expression and that right. there's plenty of face in there. Yeah. Interesting is a good word, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but if if you squint your eyes, most people I'm guessing are probably going to watch this on a mobile device. Again, you could tell from the analytics. But right. if you if you make the browser really small by zooming out using whatever keys it is on a Mac, I don't know if I use a PC, mm -hmm. but you can make it go out, can't you? Does it look I, good? I don't know how, tiny? but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that those are good. That but the ones where there's more face. I mean that one there, five essential. Was it the mm -hmm. five essential ideas? Yeah, you know, you you got a hat on there, which is cool, and yeah, you look like you're in the middle of delivering something that I want to hear about. Cool. So, and it's good that you're using green, by the way, as your branding. One thing I would try and oh. stay away from is red, because YouTube's channel colors or YouTube's branding is red, and lots of red tends to get lost. So, that's oh, good, good, good yeah, safety so, tip. Yeah. So and that's, so that's this would cool. be like this would be a bad one, right? This would be an example of a bad thumbnail. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And wherever wherever you can, try and put the face on the left and a, a small amount of text on the right. Okay. Perfect. Read from left to right. Yeah. And they want to, you know, face people's um, whole brain is designed to recognize faces. I mean, we even recognize faces where there aren't any, don't we? In clouds and God knows what, you know, people hardwired. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so okay cool let's let's come out so of there with with that you've, you've tried lots of different thumbnail designs um or types of thumbnails what what you like or what i like doesn't really mm -hmm. matter what will matter is which gives you the best results and you can yeah. find that out you know scientifically using something like tubebuddy you might find that a design that you absolutely hate performs best in which case suck it up just use it yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah. You know, I, I teach people this a lot when it comes to um, their one minute videos that I'm always teaching people to do. They're like, well, I really felt inspired on this one and I didn't like this one so much. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You put it out there and you let the you let the audience tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, completely. Yeah, absolutely. OK, cool. Well, so, so that, now is there more okay, on that? So we've, we've done thumbnails and titles. Yeah. And those if you just do those well, you'll be doing much better than the most people and the great thing about those two is that let's say you've got I don't know, 150 videos up there already which don't have good titles and don't have a good thumbnail you can just go and add them later and, and I, i've seen old channels come back to life just by changing the titles and the thumbnails mm -hmm. um i don't know if i've got any to hand but the thumbnail can make like two three four hundred percent difference just by changing yeah. the thumbnail it's that important um, yeah, so go go back in and do that. So next bit is the um, description. Description, you get, I think it's 5,000 characters. You get a lot of space in the description to, um, to put um, content. And I would be writing some content in there, which is keyword rich, but not keyword stuffed. So, you know, don't waste that opportunity to inform mm -hmm. the search engines about what your video is. A little tip, particularly earlier on, you know, when you're, you're on the beginning of your journey don't fill your description with lots of links to external websites um it, you know even if it is your own website because youtube algorithm will penalize you if 
someone clicks on a link in your channel and it takes them away from YouTube because if you think about YouTube's business model, it wants people to remain on YouTube. So if you're taking them off YouTube, it's going to say, oh, I'm not going to show their video because every time I do that, it costs me viewers. Right. Um, you can always come back later on once you've established and add a, add a link in there. And the way a lot of people are getting around this is rather than putting links in the videos, um, they're saying in the content um, something like, you know, if you want my free, um, I don't know, my, my, my free list of videos for, um, you know, quarantine content, then search for Manny Wolf. That's M-A-N-N and then spell it. Mm -hmm. And just make sure that people can see that your site comes up when people search for what you ask them to search for Got it. and then people will just go to google and search for it and it won't you won't get penalized for taking people off of youtube okay um so plenty of plenty of keywords in the description um mm -hmm. go and have a look at your competitors I, I bet you most people are not doing not putting much stuff in the description um and a little tip quite recently youtube introduced the concept of hashtags which i know is They've been around on other social medias for a long time, haven't they? But you can yeah. put up to 15 hashtag, hashtags anywhere in the description and it will be picked up by the algorithm. But what I would suggest you do is you put three hashtags um, towards the bottom of the description content. And those three hashtags would be your primary keyword, your secondary keyword, and then your channel name. Okay. And then what that will do is give you another chance with the algorithm of getting your keywords up there. And if anybody clicks on any of those um, hashtags in the was just above the title, then they'll get to see all of your videos that share that hashtag, which is the reason for putting your channel name in there as a hashtag. Because if someone clicks on that, all of the videos that you've ever done that include that hashtag will come up. And that's a great way of getting people to watch more of your videos. Awesome. So that's descriptions. Again, just go and have a look at competitors. The, the, even the simple stuff that I've told you now, most people are not doing. Even the big boys, big girls. Big girls can't talk about big girls, can we? That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> At least you and I are going to be in hell together, man. We can have yeah, a that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we meant well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, I was told or I heard. I can't remember where this information came to me, but I, I think I was told by someone that there's this, this little box that is meant to be checked, but that you can actually fit your whole transcription inside of that little box. It's not the description box. It's something else. Does this ring a bell to you? I've not, not seen the, no, it's the honest answer. I mean, okay. The, but, it, but talking about transcriptions, that um, leads me on to something which we can, I'm going to talk about. We'll do it now anyway, and that's okay. captioning. And we've we've spoken about this before, haven't we? But um, mm -hmm. when you upload a, a video, um, YouTube, if it can, will try and automatically do voice recognition and produce captions. Um, <laughs> it always gets it wrong. It has yeah. a good good go at it, but it gets it wrong. Um, what I would be suggesting is uh, use something like Rev.com, which mm -hmm. is a rev.com. Yeah, they put their prices up recently. It used to be a dollar a minute to produce the captions for your video. I think it's gone mm -hmm. up to one twenty-five a minute now, but it's still great value. But get the captions done. They'll send it back as a what's known as an SRT file, um, which means you can then upload those directly to YouTube, and your video will have captions. Now that's 
useful for people who want to read the caption but what it also does is again gives you an opportunity to feed keywords into the algorithm right. so and the algorithm will give a lot more weight to uh, videos which have been um, manually captioned and uploaded like that rather than relying on its automatic one. Oh, um, well, that's good to know. Yeah. And also, of course, that uh, now that you've got the the file, you can burn the captions into your video before you upload it. Uh, have you started mm -hmm. doing this where you actually burn it in so that people can see the captions in the video even if they don't turn the captioning option on? No, but I love it. Yeah, it's well worth doing that because lots of people watch the videos without the sound on. Um, and many people, particularly older people, um, who are less technically adept, don't realize that you can have the option to play with the captions on. So just burn the captions in anyway. Yeah. Um, so burn in means just add, right? Yeah, uh, most video editors, you can drop the captions in and then render it out so that the captions appear in the finished video. So, you know, as people are talking, it comes up under the under the video. Right. Okay, got it. Um, I'm that, totally taking notes. <laughs> um, I, I can't think of a way of showing you an example easily, but it just means that, you know, bur burn the captions in so that Mm -hmm. They don't have the option of turning them off because they're part of the video. Exactly. Uh, Got it. No, okay. Um, but we've skipped over something which I, I want to come back to in terms of the optimization, really. And that's tags. Um, tags are at the bit at the bottom of the video where you've got, I think from memory, I think it's 500 characters. I can't remember. I think it's 500 characters. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, where you can type in things which describe the video to um, to YouTube or and to the audience. And, and most people think that in terms of SEO, tags is the most important thing. But it isn't, actually, it's the least important thing. Um, but what tags do is allow YouTube to categorize your videos in order to make it easier to suggest videos to other people. And this is going to, I don't want this to get too, too deep, but um, right. When you first start doing YouTube, it's very unlikely that YouTube is going to suggest your videos to other people. Um, right. Most of your views will either come from uh, people linking into YouTube from social media where you've posted a link to it, or if you've done it correctly in the ways that we've been talking about, you'll get a large percentage from search traffic, so people actually searching for what your video is about. But you won't get a lot from recommended videos because it takes a while for YouTube to work out um, what your videos are about and therefore what what people or who is me, which other people to suggest your videos to and tags can really help the although there is only one area to put tags in you should mm -hmm. mentally think that there are two areas one of them is uh, I like to refer to them as common tags so you want mm -hmm. think of a set of, you want to have a set of common tags that are on all of your videos so you know, if if we were uh, i'll use a client that i used recently i won't use his exact example but he was a dentist right mm -hmm. so all of his videos have a set of tags which might be dentist london xyz so maybe half a dozen tags which go on every single one of his videos. and of course one of those is his brand name so you want to make sure that all of your videos have got those on those are common tags but then also each video has tags which are different and specific to that video. 
So, you know, the, to use a dentist example, he have all of his common tags, but then if he's doing uh, a video about wisdom teeth, there'd be an awful lot of tags about wisdom teeth in that video, tags. Um, he might then do one about, um, I don't know, dentures, same common mm -hmm. tags, but then specifics about dentures. And the, the reason for having the, the, the distinction there is that YouTube will start to pick up on the types of videos that people watch and try and provide your videos as suggestions where the videos that they're watching uh, are part of your common tags. Got It'll it. find an affiliation between your type of content and the type yeah. of content that other people are watching. Um, and having those specific tags in there means that there's a, a, an even higher level of granularity. So if someone's watching you know, videos uh, um, about fillings or um, dentures, then YouTube's algorithm will be able to work out what your niches and what your specific videos about and then suggest it to um to the viewers right and, and what you'll see over time if you do this properly is that mm -hmm. initially when you start most of your traffic's coming from search and from links in but you really know you've cracked it when the majority of your traffic starts to come from uh, suggested videos got it, but got it that's after possibly a year or so of, of producing content okay um, and that's quite a fundamental point that um you, you know you you're going to hit the big time once that flips to mainly suggested videos at the foundational level is there anything else this has been i mean just a, an incredible education um yeah one more thing okay My screen's gone off again i hope i'm still there yeah one more thing playlists um playlists yeah uh, playlists are ways of categorizing your videos so that people can easily find groups of them and play them. Mm -hmm. There are two types of playlists. One is um, known as a series playlist. And a series playlist, you can think of it a little bit like a series on Netflix where there are lots of videos and generally you'd want to uh, play them in a sequence. I think some things um, on, on Netflix, you don't have to play in the sequence, but generally you'd watch a box set when you want after another. You binge it, yeah. Yeah, so um, my suggestion is that you produce playlists, series playlists around content that people can watch sequentially. Okay. Um, and as a general rule of thumb, um, every video should be a member of a series playlist. Uh, so okay. when I produce videos, I mean, I, again, to use my silly Go Slow TV channel, I have series playlists for tube journeys. So all of my tube journeys go into that series playlist. Bus journeys go into that um, right. playlist. So major topics make them into series playlists. The video can only ever be a member of one series playlist. YouTube won't allow it to be a member of more than one. Okay. Um, and then the other type of playlists are called regular playlists. And regular playlists allow you to add a, a video can be a, a member of any number of regular playlists and so what you should do is go through your videos and produce regular playlists for anything which seems to have a, a good correlation between them and the reason for doing all of this is that youtube uses this concept of assets when you produce a video you're producing an asset that youtube will optimize sorry will it will index <coughs> a playlist is is an, an asset so um producing videos and producing playlists youtube sees it as you adding value to the Multiple youtube channel and gives you more more opportunity got it um so to use the, the, the ghost tv analogy again um if i've got 
series playlists for tube journeys, bus journeys, etc. I might produce regular playlists for, um, I don't know, rainy London, where I'll yeah. put all of the, the trips on any form of public transport when it's raining <laughs> into the one called rainy London. Yeah. Um, so series playlists are, are ordered, regular playlists can go across uh, subjects. And if you do all of that, you, you seriously, you, you're in the top 1% of, of what people on YouTube will do. And from there, it just takes time. Yeah. Okay. Keep doing it. It just Got takes it. time. Um, um, I, it's I, not I that hard, is it? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, but it, there's nothing... There's nothing I here that you need to spend millions of dollars on. Exactly. I think that it's hard for people in the sense that most people, uh, frankly, lack the ability to follow through and stay consistent. Yeah. Um, it's so funny that a dollar in hand is more attractive to people than a million dollars at a later date. But that's human yeah. nature, isn't it? Yeah. And so for those of us that can discipline ourselves, I mean, every every millionaire on the planet has sacrificed the dollar in hand for the million dollars later, right? Uh, okay, yeah. If you're producing content about things that you like, then arguably it's, it's a pleasure as well, isn't it? It's not. It's it less of a sacrifice. Easy. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I just suggest people have a go and don't be put off by the fact that you won't get a lot of feedback in the first ninety days. I mean, right. just shout into the void because there will yeah. be people listening. And for that matter, you know. If you if you combine a YouTube strategy with a, a Facebook strategy, I can show you how to make money in the first ninety days. So, yeah. you know, like it's it's uh, and, and there are many other people who can as well. Pete, I want to thank you. I knew it would be informative. It's great to catch up with you. Um, this feels like it was even more lucid and clear and drilled down than the first time you were kind enough to interview into my group. I thank you for that. And thank a few you. people. Who actually act on this will be thanking you too. <laughs> well, that's all I say. Yeah, please act on it because otherwise it's all been a bit of a waste of time, hasn't it? But um, right. it's been brilliant. Manny, thanks ever so much for the invite. A anytime you want to talk about stuff, then just hit me up. All right, brother. Absolutely. Bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Manny Wolf Show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E.com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group, simply called The Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join The Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see you.